On this episode of War No Damn Experts, Rebecca really does school Madi on rodeo. Everything from mutton busting, buckle bunnies, to bulldogging. You won't want to miss this one. Best damn podcast, the best damn town. You want to get up, get ready to get down. Welcome to the greatest damn town in Montana, Great Falls. I'm Rebecca Ingham. And I'm Maricela Hazard. And we're No Damn Experts. And today, it's a Monday. We are <laughs> recording our podcast today on a subject that Madi thinks she doesn't know a whole bunch about. I don't. I don't. And we don't have an expert in on it. So Rebecca is going to give us everything she knows. And this is why I think we start this way, because you really want the non-expert version when we start talking about rodeos. Got to lay the baseline. Because when you start talking to experts, it gets really detailed, really fast on things that are really going to go over your head. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, being six foot one, things rarely go over my head, but all of rodeo... (laughs) Has so far. Well, and until you're part of the sport, there's a lot of things that you probably just don't want to know that experts are going to tell you. The first time I heard about a rodeo or was invited to go to one was when I lived in Louisiana and it was the annual prison rodeo. (laughs) What? The prisoners. Have a rodeo. Of Vernon Parish, because it's parishes there. Yeah. Have a rodeo every year. And their ticket sales, or they sell out that day of. So if you want to go, you have to buy the tickets that day. And I had a mental block about going. Well, I, I would have a mental block about experiencing this. I didn't know what to think. Should I go? What I, do I want to go? I I never went. But everyone there loved it. And they said they do the entire rodeo events of a typical one. And I said, I don't know anything about it. So (laughs) they're going to be playing poker around the or in the uh, dirt pin with things running around. And so they do that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. Arts and craft for sale, too. But then (laughs) what what kind of crafts are available? So my mind's wandering. I never went. But we don't have a prisoner prison rodeo in Great Falls. Not that I'm aware of, okay. but there's some underground event that happens. Like a fight club. <laughs> Don't talk about the prison rodeo. <laughs> we'll still want to have you on the podcast just because that's going to make good content. But <laughs> my guess is I don't think anything like that happens here, but I could be wrong. It's not Louisiana. <laughs> but we do get, a, you know, when people think of Montana, they do conjure up the idea of, oh, we should go to a rodeo. And we get calls from guests all the time. They're like, I'd like to come to a rodeo and a powwow. You can go back and listen to our episode with James Parker Shield. And he talks all about powwows and how they work and what the experience is like. And that's great. But it is extremely important to understand they don't just happen at the same time in the same place every day. No, they're not on demand. 
No, they're they're like a concert. It's like coming, calling, and it's like, I'd like to go to the Big and Rich concert. Oh, okay. Is Ja Rule playing today? <laughs> no, he hasn't played in a decade. <laughs> so it's an event, a specific day. There's a lot of production that goes into it, and so it's not something that happens every day. And it's not something that just happens when you want it, and it is really tough sometimes to get a rodeo and a powwow coordinated like in the same time frame. Mm-hmm. Like if you were going to spend a month in Montana, we could make it happen. Okay. And um, I had a great guest years ago from Florida. Loved her. She called me all the time. <laughs> is this the one that sent you flowers? Yeah. Okay, I remember her. Loved this lady. We worked really hard to get a schedule for her based on where she was going to be to be able to attend a powwow on a rodeo. So it's possible. It just takes some planning because you can't just land in Great Falls and go to a rodeo and a powwow. No. It doesn't work that way. But within the Great Falls market, we have some stellar rodeos that happen. We have one in January. The PRCA Circuit Finals Rodeo. Okay. That's where the big titles are won. That's where the kings and queens are crowned, literally and figuratively. What's the king and queen title? Like, what's the long title of it? Well, there's technically not a king. Uh, There is uh, Miss Rodeo Montana, which is a queen pageant. And so they do crown the queen during that time. Okay, because... Jason was saying when we were by Hoagland's that they do the outfit for Miss Montana Rodeo. Yep, Miss Rodeo Montana. Miss Rodeo Montana. So that's yeah. just the other, like, two blocks away. Yeah. And they and the and the queen competition happens here. It's a week long. Okay. My friend Chrissy, my former roommate Chrissy, she's out in Oregon these days. So if you're listening, Chrissy, here's your shout out. She competed in the Miss Rodeo Montana pageant, and she was the former Miss Livingston Roundup. So, oh. you know, I got royalty all over in my my <laughs> circles. <laughs> so you have that competition that happens, but mm-hmm. also at circuit finals, you crown the winners or the the top cowboys and cowgirls in each of the events. And so they then become, you know, the 2020 bull riding champion for the Montana circuit, which is bragging rights and money. (laughs) So I'm going to pretend like I don't live in Great Falls. Okay. I'm somewhere somewhere else in the nation. And I've fallen in love with a TV show that, that talks about Montana is in Montana. And there's rodeos in it. Do people that win, do they get buckles? Yep. Okay. You can get buckles. You can get saddles. Each rodeo picks their own thing to give away. Okay. But you'll get saddles and buckles. That's pretty normal to win. Uh, Not actual crowns unless you're in the Miss Rodeo Montana pageant. (laughs) So if I see someone with a a big old buckle. Yeah. They're good. I'm going to know. They earned it. Okay. And then... (laughs) The saddle, I'm not going to see that out about town, okay. Yeah, they're probably not going to carry that. But the bu- the big buckles, and they're large buckles. I have a really humiliating story someday that I might tell off the air about <laughs> about uh, running into an NFR rodeo winner. Which, which is, NF, what is NF? Uh, National Finals Rodeo. Oh. That's the 
big one. That's where, that's like the Super Bowl of rodeo. We were at a location, we were on vacation, and someone walks in with a, a wrestling belt over their shoulder. And they had an entourage. Okay. People were coming up to this man and taking photos with him. Like, who the heck is this guy? <laughs> he just want, he has this wrestling belt. He didn't really have the physique of a wrestler. So we were very confused. Turns out that guy just had a fake belt. <laughs> and, just, <laughs> and a bunch of friends who played along. Yeah, but people yeah. that came up and took pictures with him because they didn't know anything. So could I get a belt buckle? You could. I could forge one? You could. So after listening to this podcast, I will have enough information to just... Make your own belt buckle. Yeah, and then rattle off to anyone that comes up to me and be like, oh, yeah, I won the... You bet. Okay. All right. Now, my experience, there was no entourage, just a dude, Mm -hmm. a huge belt buckle. And I was like, thinking I was, oh, I was young and full of attitude. And I went to grab the belt buckle and go, where'd you get this? It's a Corel West. And as I was reaching my hand out, I realized who it was. And I'm like, oh, nope, he earned that. And I walked away quickly. Because <laughs> when you're in the mode of you're going to make fun of this dude for the huge belt buckle he bought at Corel West. And for our listeners, there's no more Corel West in the world, but I'm <laughs> dating myself. But yeah, it was pretty embarrassing. Rebecca still is full of attitude, so <laughs> she said she was. She still is. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't have a podcast. So, you okay? So this this PRCA Circuit Finals Rodeo, which is in January yep. in Great Falls, it's held inside. Okay, rodeos can be held inside and outside. Mm-hmm. We also have the Big Sky Pro Rodeo Roundup, which happens in conjunction with the State Fair. Okay. And those are the two rodeos that happen specifically in the city limits of Great Falls. But as our listeners know, we are a base camp to a multitude of adventures. Mm -hmm. So um, there's a bigger difference also between you can just have a rodeo or you can have a PRCA sanctioned rodeo. And kind of the difference between the two is more amateur, more professional. So you really, the quality of production can be different. Quality of stock could be different. The quality of cowboys and cowgirls that are participating could be different. PRCA rodeos are qualifiers for card-holding professional rodeo cowboys. And that's how they make their living because they're earning points to get them to NFR. So if we're going to compare it to football, this is a a season game. Yeah. Okay. And so, oh, that's going to be loud, I bet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to snort all over here. Well, Jason had us turn our mics. We had them hanging upside down with the guard in front of it. And then when Jason was on the podcast last week, when we talked about Electric City Speedway, he said, maybe we should adjust it for you guys now that I actually see you in action <laughs> behind closed doors. So I'm liking it better. I think I sound better. I'm at an angle. I'm learning how to work the mic. So I'm happy about what I'm doing. And I can so see far. you because before I was just talking into <laughs> a black hole. <laughs> it, it worked. Popping your head up and down. So anyway, the other rodeo that we have in the vicinity is out in belt and it is always on father's day weekend and it's Mm -hmm. a two-day event and this is a typical 
the city comes alive and it's a big community event that happens in Belt. There's rodeo or there's the rodeo each day, but then there is also the parades that happen through town. There's Calcutta's, there's all the events, and then there's uh, they run slack usually at night. So a lot of opportunity to engage in rodeo. What is running slack? So I'm not 100% sure on what that means. Okay. But it's like the people <laughs> who so, aren't as good <laughs> run um, at night. To It's similar events. Just just a different style of entertainment or different well, cal- and it's caliber just, of experience. I, I want to call it practice. Okay. Okay. That's my guess. So this is the Little Belt Cowboys Rodeo. Yeah. Th- that's going to be June 19th and 20th of this year. It Father's is. Day weekend. When I first read the rodeo description that you sent me, I read it as Little Cowboys Rodeo. <laughs> I was like, there's going to be ch- different. There's going to be children doing this. Because <laughs> the pictures I see of rodeo, the horses are horses, you know, <laughs> being actual all horse sized horses. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know how that was going to play out. I was about to book my ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, the Little Belt uh, Cowboy Association puts that one on. It's a PRCA rodeo. And then we also have in Augusta the largest one-day rodeo in Montana is in Augusta. Augusta is, what, 45 minutes from here? Yeah, it's that. It's another huge small-town celebration. Mm -hmm. Roads are closed off, usually street dances. There's um, parades. There's all the events. And when I talk about all the events, there's bull riding, saddle bronc riding, barrel racing, um, bareback riding, steer wrestling, steer. calf roping. Okay, steer wrestling? Yeah, this is where you run your horse alongside the steer that's running to the other end of the arena, and then you fall off your horse onto the cow and flip it over for a time. Okay. You'll also hear it called bulldogging okay i mean that's You're a bulldogger if you do that that is uh yeah so you slide off your horse and you well, first... anchor your feet into the ground and you grab them by their head and then you turn them so they fall on their back because when i was taught to ride a horse <laughs> the objective was to stay on it yeah not on this one okay this your objective is to get off of it quickly okay. into the ground okay <laughs> on Around a cow. So okay. it's pretty good. Saddle bronc and uh, bareback are similar. One has a saddle, one does not. <laughs> you ride the horse. So this is why people want to come. fucking horse. This is why people want to come to Great Falls and see this. Yeah. Yeah. These two horse events, they're, you buck, you, you have to stay on. The cowboy has to stay on for eight seconds. If the horse is bucking and you don't stay on for eight seconds, it's no time. If you're bucking and you're staying on for eight seconds, you get a time. The horse gets a, gets a rate and you get a rate. So the horse can get up to 50 and the cowboy can get up to 50 for a combined score of 100. Nobody ever gets that. But if your horse is bad, but you are good, the score reflects that. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. And that's the same with bull riding. So you get on a bull and you make it for eight seconds You've got to get the score from the bull, the score from the cowboy, and that's your combined score. Well, 
Maybe I'll edit this out. Who knows? <laughs> we did mention this TV show that has the rodeo people in it. Are there buckle bunnies? <laughs> <laughs> what a politically incorrect question. Yes, there are. Okay, well, I don't know what the correct term is. I've never heard it called anything else. It is else. really the best term you can say. This is the idea that girls chase after boys with buckles. Okay. And they really... Think of them as groupies at a concert. Okay. That could be the other name for them is they're a groupie. Okay, there are groupies there. It doesn't mean that there are rodeo participants. They could just be people who like to dress as rodeo goers and hang out with rodeo kids people boys and girls and um you know fall in love okay and get married (laughs) that's the objective of the buckle bunny okay i didn't know it's a sometimes people could think of it as a derogatory term like if you're (laughs) you're like oh there's a buckle bunny might by might not be a nice way to say that's like Dirty girl looking for love, but oh, I didn't think she was dirty. I thought she's all dressed up looking for love. So, all right, it's cool. not going well. <laughs> I know there's snow Sorry. bunnies, buckle <laughs> bunnies, similar thing. No, not at all. So then, um, there's also team roping as a sport. Okay, as an event in the rodeo sport, team roping is where you have a header and a healer, and the cow runs out the chute, and the header heads out of the holding area has to wrap the head turn the cow get the healer to grab the heels and it's a timed event and then there are penalties if you break the barrier and if you only catch one foot and your time starts from the time you break your barrier and the time ends as soon as you stretch the calf straight okay so the one in Augusta is going to obviously have all of this. Yeah. And that's the American Legion in Augusta, Montana, about 40 minutes yeah. west of Great Falls. And that's going to be on June 27th of 2021. Yeah. Okay. And I think the final, no, I've not at the final, steer roping. Okay. Is again, a lot of horses and cows in this event. So FYI, <laughs> the cow, cow runs out of the chute. Uh, the cowboy on a horse uh, comes out, breaks the barrier, and ropes the calf, and then jumps off his horse, runs to the calf, and then flips it over and ties three of its legs together. And then that has to hold for a period of time, and, and your objective is to do it as quickly as you can. Time starts as soon as you cross the barrier. I should say cross, not break. Okay. When you cross the barrier, your time starts. If you break the barrier, that's a penalty. So apologize. I'm a little rusty on my rodeoness. But don't worry. To me, I I understood what you meant. So everyone else who is of my knowledge base, they'll, they'll get think, it too. They'll get it too. And then there's barrel racing. And that is the one sport that is predominantly run by women. There may be women who do saddle bronc and bulldogging and calf tying and bull riding Mm -hmm. but i don't know of any okay so it's it's rare yeah so it's mostly boys and then the girls do the um men and women there we go men and women i would say a man 
or woman does that. Because <laughs> if once again, if a little cowboy. <laughs> but they do have them. They've got junior high kids that do rodeo. Oh, yeah, because you said you went to your friends. Yes, the Montana High School Rodeo Association. And there were junior high kids. I mean, there are some events that happen at this rodeo mm-hmm. I had never seen in my life. And I'd been to a lot of rodeos, but it just gets them comfortable with the way the sports run. Okay. And so I think that's part of it. But yeah, there was some ribbon roping, which didn't make much sense to me. There was some, there's some goat tying, which I really enjoyed watching. Those goats were amazing. Really? Yeah. And then in the high school portion, the junior high kids don't do this, but the high school portion, they had bull riders. Wow. Okay. So I do understand why there's the crossover. Yeah. So it's all, and then even little, little kids, like from your daughter's age up, sometimes even younger. They do get to participate in rodeo events. They have mutton busting, which is like riding. It's not like it is riding a sheep. My daughter would love that. <laughs> she tries to ride my dog. Perfect. Because she's just are... practicing for mutton busting. How big is a sheep? How much does a sheep weigh? I have no clue. Maybe it's a hundred pounds or less. Because Bar, my pointer, he's yeah. ninety-three pounds now. Yeah. So the only difference is between Bar and the sheep, obviously, is the amount of wool that you can grab onto to hold on to. Yeah, Bar's lean. Bar doesn't have much for no. wool. Short hair pointer. <laughs> so, okay. So, you know, depending on how early you want to get your kids started, mutton busting starts for young kids and they get to ride a sheep, which is the most gentle of the wild animals that is going to run a, run, away, run away with you on their back when well, it comes to rodeo. Man, she was nipped by a goat at the baby goat yoga. She was fine. Yeah. So she's ready. She's ready. Okay. She's ready for a rodeo. So we're and doing... she won't be a buckle bunny. She'll just be a rodeo participant. Okay. So. Oh, no. My daughter is not being a buckle bunny after I find out what that means. <laughs> but then when they go through junior high and high school, there's a lot of, they can do pole bending. They can do goat roping. They can do a lot of different activities. But when they get into the professional area, Barrel racing is kind of their only sport. Okay. Barrel racing is another timed event where when you cross the barrier, time starts, and then you have to make a pattern out of three barrels that Mm -hmm. are in a triangle formation in the arena, and then come back across the barrier as quickly as you can. And so then whatever the quickest time you do that is, is the winner. But if you knock over barrels, you get penalty points. So I'm ready for rodeo in Great Falls. Yeah. And this is a big misconception. Like you'd have to go buy boots and jeans and your own weird buckle, make your own. I'm going to bedazzle the heck out of it. Don't feel like you have to do that to participate in rodeo. You can show up in your sneakers and shorts and a tank top and enjoy it just as well. There's features that happen in the rodeo. Think of them as production quality events that are adding to the atmosphere as they get animals ready and that kind of thing. There is um, a rodeo clown that usually hangs out all day long making jokes and poking fun and getting the audience engaged in those slow times between between events or between contestants. Mm-hmm. And then there's also bullfighters so that if you are a bull rider, which is usually... Bull riding is usually the last event of a rodeo. You get bullfighters that protect the cowboys from the bull Mm -hmm. if they fall off. Yeah. Or if they jump off, like if they hit time and they get off the bull, the bullfighters are there to get the cowboy out of the way and take any 
direct contact the bull might have or to get the bull moved towards the pen that they're going to go back into and pull their strap off. So so is this bullfighting in the traditional sense? Does... No. You mean the traditional Spanish sense where yeah. there's a cape? No. Okay, because my mom went to a bullfight as a kid in Mexico, and it, the bull broke through the fence and went into the crowd. Ooh. So that was not... A good That's ending. That's not a good experience. I can I can't imagine. But no, there's no necessarily capes. Um, good bullfighters, they're in really close contact with the bull, so they're tapping it on the head or patting it on the butt to get it to move or distract it from its original intent or objective. And bullfighters are worth their weight in gold <laughs> because yeah. they are. They train themselves on how to move the bull so they don't get injured. Okay. But your big objective is to not let the cowboy get stepped on or speared or, you know, mortally wounded from this huge animal that is wreaking havoc in the area. Mm -hmm. And so you have those, you have pickup men that are part of the saddle bronc and bareback riding. Mm Mm-hmm. And they grab the rider off the horse once they've completed their time. Okay. So they, you know, the contestant may ride the horse a little bit longer while they try to get their hand out of their harness that they use to stay on the horse. Mm -hmm. And then they'll jump on the back of a picket man's horse. So you said a a rodeo clown is going to be there between contestants or events to get engagement from the crowd. If I am watching this... An event like that you just described where there's a bullfighter and trying not to get mortally wounded. I'm going to be gasping and yelling and everyone else is going to do the same? Yep. Okay, so there's cheering and... Yeah. Okay. And then there'll be dead silence and then the bullfighter or the bull rider will get up and they'll be like, yay! And then there's clapping. So yeah, it's a roller coaster of emotions because you're dealing with usually small people (laughs) on big animals whose entire objective is to get them off of their back yeah okay it's crazy thing to watch it is so i understand why all these people want to see see it experience it and And it is it's an extreme sport so these contestants are athletes and they train so just like if you were a football quarterback Mm -hmm. and you're doing cardio and weights and all the other stuff the rodeo contestants are doing the same thing. They work out. They're doing yoga. They're doing all things to build their strength to crawl on a back of a horse or a bull for eight seconds. Oh, my goodness. Now, in the reverse of that is the the competitions where you use your own livestock, so your own horses there, the bulldogging, the calf tying, the team roping, and barrel racing you're using your own horse and so then you're practicing a lot with your horse in those events in addition to preparing yourself as an athlete you're preparing your horse as an athlete too so how long are these athletes going to be in a rodeo participating like for their years a few years you know six months (laughs) (laughs) one day event all of them (laughs) all of it if you know it can be a short-lived career it can be a long career Obviously, um, like team ropers and barrel racers, bulldoggers, calf ropers, steer, steer, rest, steer, wrestling, 
no calf roping that's what i was trying to say not steer anything they're gonna have longer careers uh just because it's less impact sport for them okay but saddle bronc bull riders bareback yeah 10 years is a long time okay and then the other fun thing is contestants will compete in multiple events so you get to sign up for as many as you want And those cowboys tend to become all-around cowboys. And so you have, like, the champion of each sport or each event, but then you also have, like, an all-around champion if they've done, like, five events Okay. really, really well. Do they get five buckles? Yeah. (laughs) Do they wear them all at once? Well, actually, they'd probably get six buckles. They'd get five for each one of the event that they won plus the all-around. So you got six buckles, one for... Six days of the week. <laughs> or you can wear them all at once. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to work. It'll look great. <laughs> I'm sure it will. <laughs> You're going to look important. People will want to take pictures with you. Yeah. So that's that's kind of rodeo. And it is an American pastime. It is something that started to show your worth back in the day when you were a farm or a ranch hand. They'd come to town and say, I'm the best ranch hand. And they do all these stunts with all these animals mm-hmm. and it eventually grew into what we see today in a PRCA rodeo. Uh, stock contractors are an extremely com- important component to rodeo. Those are the people who bring the saddle broncs, the steers, the bulls for these people to ride and really good stock stock contractors breed and develop amazing stock for these kind of events because what you don't want to have happen is if you get a bull that just comes out of the gate and they just stand there like, hey, it's a cool Saturday. <laughs> they need to buck. They need to have that twisting, that turning, and that activity so that it's difficult for the bull rider to stay on. Bull rider will get a bad score if that bull doesn't do anything because the bull will also get a bad score because they didn't do anything. I'm going to have to rewatch a certain TV show now that I know more. <laughs> Uh, because I'm thinking, hey, what if I get lucky and uh, my horse doesn't do much? Like, here's eight seconds. <laughs> I got 50 points. Here we go. For all your style. And each sport has their unique things, like um, how you have to hold your hand, when you spur out, um, you know, how how engaged you are in that process. So there's a lot of practice to just how the intricacies of the sport work which is important to kind of understand as well you don't have to know all that to know if it was a good ride or not you're going to notice that was cool to see and you'll just be like oh that was amazing and you'll stand up and clap and get excited but okay um so a little bit more detail something you know one of those experts in rodeo would tell you Mm -hmm. a lot more detail about that your rodeo announcers um are hired by the rodeo committees and so there's a whole production value that's attached to that that's announcing what's happening what the scores are how things are going i have a friend another friend goodness i don't have many of them so it's weird that two of them will show up in this episode but one was a professional photographer for horse cow stuff and she was at the nfr finals often photographing the events and so you'll find a lot of rodeo event photographers which is a really tough thing to do well 
because you have to be in there to capture the right <laughs> when they buck and when they move and how the cowboys formed on the on the animal. <laughs> That's not easy. No, photography in itself is not easy. <laughs> then so, you got your subjects that are then, moving every which way they can. And then you add sport to it, something that cannot be recreated. <laughs> hey, wait, guys, back up for Ooh, a second. I didn't get that. I didn't get it when your leg broke in half. <laughs> So we're going to switch sides, and the other one, we're going to need that one to break. <laughs> Go for it. Wait, lens cap is on. So, yeah, I can definitely see how it would be very difficult, but yet so cool to do, like when you do get the shot. Like, look at this guy. Want to buy it for $1,000? <laughs> yeah. So, actually, we have a blog on our website that we told all about kind of rodeo and how it works with amazing photography that was donated to us by Mary Peters, who's one of the rodeo photographers that I know. They're awesome images, and it really gets you in to kind of see what it looks like when you're there. But it's just a fabulous sport, and the athletes that participate in it devote their life to it. Most of them started with mutton busting. All right, well... (laughs) And they just progressed through junior high rodeos, high school rodeos, got their pro card, started running the circuit. And and some of them, even from Great Falls, go to the NFR. So I think we should create an experience, a venue here in Great Falls, kind of like a petting zoo. Not where the not where the <laughs> okay. animals pet you back, but where you can do mutton busting. Mutton busting. You can do skijoring. Hmm. You can test all this stuff up. Ride a horse, like, on demand. <laughs> and then that would prepare them for when they do come. I mean, it can be indoor, outdoor, so it's all season. Yeah. I'm just full of great ideas. Mainly, I just want Micah to try it once. I don't want to invest in this. Well, usually, they'll just go to the Big Sky Pro Rodeo Roundup but during the state fair, and then you can sign them up for mutton busting. Oh, you can do yeah. that? Oh, yeah, you like you don't have to be part of some. I thought there was going to be an organization. I already signed up for dance classes, got <laughs> gymnastics. Is mutton busting going to be on Thursdays now? Like, what? okay, so state fair sign up, Micah. You're going to do this. You don't listen to the podcast because you're three. Um, <laughs> but it's going to be great, and you're going to do really good at it. So does she have to wear chaps? Um, some of the kids do wear chaps. Some of them don't. I'm going to have my daughter be styled up. Okay. okay, and I'll da- donate the photos to <laughs> tourism for when this venue. She better does stay come. on so you can uh, at least get the photos taken. <laughs> yeah, I'll get her angry beforehand. <laughs> she'll she'll be ready. So, okay, what else do I need to know about rodeo before I go? I know um, some of them. We're gonna list all this information in the show notes. Some of them are call only for tickets or tickets on sale at site, and then there's the website for I think two of the rodeos you're able to buy online yep okay will anyone be a turned away if those tickets are sold on no. site okay no i've never seen anyone be turned away from a rodeo um because most of the time you can sit and watch it in the grandstands but you can also stand anywhere and watch it which is really great we didn't mention the rodeo that's in fort benton which is just 30 m- minutes away from here oh yes the Fort Benton, Montana's birthplace. Yeah. They have a rodeo. It's in conjunction with one of their events, their bigger events. It's the 25th of the 27th of June, and it's their 
summer celebration there at Fort go. Brenton, and it's now celebrating 175 years. Ugh. So they'll have um, a three-day event there, which, you know, again, it's a 30-minute drive from Great Falls. And the drive there, there's that scenic pull-off mm-hmm. for the Missouri River breaks. Yeah. It's a really nice drive out there. So if you want to partake in rodeo, which is really a spectator sport from our perspective, we're not asking you to, you know, go to school and learn how to ride bulls or, I mean, if you're into that, that's great, but just try and watch it once first. Yeah. (laughs) See what's what event really rings true with you but you can show up and plan your trips around the times that there are rodeos happening in great falls or in the area so that it's a little bit easier for you to experience because you can't just show up and expect a rodeo to break out because there's just a lot of coordination that happens with that we've had two calls today for people that are coming for the bmw motorcycle owners association national rally One's coming from Pennsylvania and the other one's from Georgia. And they want to know of the events that are happening that same weekend. And then one's like, is there anything I should do along the way? Yeah. So from Atlanta. <laughs> Quite a bit, I'd say. Great Falls. <laughs> along the way. Where should I stop? <laughs> Where do you want to start participating in events and things you should do? But I'm going to make sure I include the radio information in there because how awesome would that be that you not only get to go to the rally, but you saw a <laughs> rodeo too. Yeah. And there's, uh, I was visiting with some of the attendees myself who'd called in and they're like, I just want to see a rodeo. And I'm like, you would have that opportunity. Now the rally itself is going to be pretty busy, but there are rodeos happening while they're here. Um, the one thing I will say, there is some routing that you could have after the rodeo, depending on how long you're going to stay in Montana in July. This is the one plug I will make. There is the Livingston Roundup that happens in the July t- time frame. It's only two and a half hours south of here. Okay. And once again, another beautiful scenic drive. Yeah. So on your way home, if you coordinate that correctly, you'd be able to take that one in. Oh, okay. Well, I'll add that to Dennis and Russ. <laughs> Their visitor packets because they're they're ready to come here. Perfect, yeah. Rodeo is a great sport. It's an absolutely fun experience to go. Depending on how many contestants there are, rodeos will usually last two and a half to four hours. Okay, yeah, we didn't ask that, so that's how long you should dedicate for enjoying it. Yeah. Okay. And then pick your favorite event and tell us all about it once you've attended it. We're no damn experts.com is where you can find a list of all of our episodes. And you can also email us podcast at visit great falls. Make sure to attach a photo of your mutton bustin mutton bustin. And we'll put it on the, the show <laughs> details page because this is what I'm going to Google as soon as this episode is done. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I had a great time remembering rodeo and trying to become knowledgeable again. It's tough. I would not be able to speak on that for a lot of things. But if you're here in Great Falls, when we do have radios in and around town, you're going to be super lucky. So, And if you have any additional questions, uh, we may be able to answer them, but likely not. And if we ever find an expert on rodeo, that would be entertaining for you to share. Oh, we sh- I have a few ideas. Scratch that. Or the guy that focused. Rebecca tried to grab the belt buckle from. If you're listening and you remember that, okay? 
Come on down. He lives in Texas, so hopefully. Well, Texas people download this. So So embarrassing. Anyway, we're here to answer all your planning questions for your next trip to Great Falls. You can call us at 406-761-4436, or you can email Madi at podcast at visitgreatfalls.org. Until we see your smiling face here in Great Falls, please have fun and be safe wherever you are creating memories with your friends and family. We can't wait to see you. Bye-bye. We're No Damn Experts is the recorded claims from Great Falls, Montana, covering what you need to know about this amazing damn town. Damn, that felt good. On the next episode of War No Dam Experts, you're going to find out what's 53 miles long, has 27 pieces of art, access to the world's shortest river, North America's longest river, and is right here in Great Falls, Montana. War No Dam Experts was produced by Great Falls, Montana Tourism, with original music from the best damn musician, Joel Corda.